And welcome to Shungite Reality. This is Nancy Hopkins. It is August 31st, 2021. With me is Derek Condit and Mark Joseph. And um, thank you for being here. So, Derek, you want to say hi? Sure. Good morning, everyone. And yeah, I appreciate you being here, Mark and Nancy. It should be a good show. Yep. Mark? Morning, Nancy. Hey, hey Derek. Uh, everybody up in chat and uh, listener land out there. Yes, listener land. <laughs> so, um, Derek went uh, to, uh, well, I'm going to have him tell, tell you about where he went, but he had a very interesting weekend, busy, busy, busy. And so, Derek, why don't you tell the people what it was that you were doing and, you know, let us know what you bought because <laughs> you always buy when you go to these things. Oh, sure. Yeah, we can chat about some of that. I'm sure we'll get into some of it with Jillis on the next show. Um, but what we're talking about is the um, – and I, that's funny because now I want to bring it up so I get the exact title right. And I probably won't find it quick enough, but the Ocean Shores Mind, Body, and Soul Festival, I believe it was called. So um, for those listening or those that have not been to events like this, um, Ocean Shores is just a, a city a few hours away from our location here at Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. So what we we'd go there, um, just think a, a whole, just like it, it sounds, a festival, an expo, basically in this case, I don't know, a couple dozen at best, so relatively small, but we do find ourselves in you know the the times we find ourselves, we'll just say. So it was limited capacity and people showing up, but still had a great time, well worth going to kind of get to the end on that comment. Um, but it's a festival where there's going to be different vendors. Um, different readers, be it eye intuitive readers um, or psychics, or in our case, Mystical Wares had a pop up shop where we we did not such a small setup of, um, and maybe I'll try and find that video or image and share it as well in chat um, of our our setup there. But we brought in different things like pendulums, a lot of Shungite products, of course, different polished rocks and gems and things. Um, so it's just a little event or fair. Um, in this case, again called a an expo, I think. Um, so we did that this weekend, and it lasts for typically these events go the whole weekend. Um, and again, in our case, because we're not so small, we um, actually took three vendor spots. Um, you could call it like that. So we were about 24 foot long, um, Nancy, That because I know you have experience in these type of events, so you can get a visual. Um, we're typically some of these expos, events, fairs, and things, you have a, a maybe a, a two-foot by six-foot table and maybe two of those at best as a vendor space um, to put your wares on and different things to sell. So that's where we did. We went around and, um, you know, checked out everybody else, talked to lots of friends I hadn't seen. I hadn't done this particular show, Mark and Nancy, in two years. And I can get into a little story later about somebody walked up on us there um, that <clears throat> acknowledged seeing me at the, the last one two years ago. And last year, because of the, the the dramas we're finding ourselves in, it was canceled. Um, but they did again try and try and do it to whatever extent they could this year, and it went well. So we did that. Um, and then anywhere in there, Nancy, because you know me, I've talked to you about a few things. Maybe I've done and, and got there. Uh, so so the it's a lot of polished rocks and gems and crystals, and there were um, like. Uh, Wow, I'm just blanking out on the word, but uh, not so dream catchers and things like wind chimes. That's what I was looking at. I'm seeing they're seeing dream catchers, but thinking wind chimes, and they had both, of course, and lots of custom artwork and pendants and um, 
There was even an aura, uh, a, a live or not video like ours at Mystical Wares, but a live aura machine where you can use, um, you know, base basically computers and and get a visualization of your aura and, and see how that's working for you um, and maybe what your colors are. So stuff like that is there. Um, what we picked up was, and we'll try and get in a chat. I think maybe Nancy's working on that in the background. For those in chat, that is, you'll see the images, but really interesting items. And this is not what this whole show is about today either, by the way. We're just kind of going over it because it's something that we had just done. And it was Jalissa, um, Olivia, and myself that went down to Ocean Shores with our our um, box truck full of full of racks and, and products and setting that up. Um, but a couple of things were um, a foot-long amethyst point that some people kind of jokingly call it. It looks like a, a an extracted dragon's tooth or something like that. If you can visualize that, it's really, really deep purple. It's interesting. Um, and then a, just a, a monster Herkimer diamond that's, I don't know, over an inch long, I guess, at least. Um, they're really cool. Actually, my daughter, Olivia, bought me a uh, flower agate snail. So it's a carving of an actual snail. Um, I don't know how the heck they did that. Well, I can tell you they did it really slowly um, and with a lot of patience. So it's something I could never do, um, but it was really neat to to receive that as a gift um, and just the quality of the the carvings. And this is out of when I say flower agate, for those that don't know, it's an actual stone um, kind of translucent with some some pretty, you know, lighter colors in there. So it's really interesting. Um, I'm trying to think about, again, some of the stuff we'll get into on the next show when Jalissa joins us on Metaphysical Perspectives. Um, but during this show, it, one thing to, of note was it was interesting. There was a, a gentleman there, an artist who does beach art, Nancy, and you might you know find this interesting. Well, both you and Marcus both live on the coast. Um, he goes out on the beaches with a, uh, I don't remember what they called it in geometry, but it was the um, just one of those devices that you can kind of stretch out and you you kind of um, I'm really having issues today remembering these the terms of these things, but it's a like a square or something like that. You put a, and he put a piece of chalk on it. So he put them out. Um, you can kind of think of like a, uh, uh, maybe like if you opened up scissors, so you had that 45 degree angle and you kind of set or secure one edge of this device on the, in this fault, in this case, asphalt and, or the sand, and it kind of spin the other around and then you'll make different shapes. And so what he was doing was saying, you know, do this shape. In this case, it was chalk, just really thick pieces of chalk. And then, you know, move this device over this other spot. And long story short, you start drawing the, um, well, you start with the seed of life, you get into the tree of life, the flower, you know, all these different sacred geometry shapes you can draw with a device like this. And anybody can do it. Technically, if you want to really get a visualization and make it, think, grab two pencils, rubber band um, them together at the erasers, kind of like chopsticks, and just pull them apart. And then hold one edge on the paper or, you know, in this case, pencil, so paper, and then just kind of swing around and you'll make that perfect circle with the right radius. And then just kind of maybe close that diameter a little bit. You get another one and then you can continue with this. Uh, I think it's not an Etch-A-Sketch. Nancy or Mark, do you guys remember the name? But there was another game or toy when I was growing up that you could do something like that, skadoodle or something like that. Maybe nobody has any idea what I'm talking about. That sounds uh, about right. Yeah. Okay, it's it's something kind of corny like that. So, um, but anyway, I'm just trying to get some kind of a visual across. But it was neat to see things like that, and then just how easy it is for anyone to start working with these um, these images and/or shapes, and they they have an effect on. This might be for the next show because we're on showing that reality. 
But even when you draw these images or these, um, again, shapes or platonic solids in 2D, meaning two dimensions on paper or the sand, they still have a, a I was going to say a 3D or 4D, but more than that, a multi-dimensional aspect to them, regardless if we're just perceiving them in 2D, in a 3D, if you can hang out with that one, reality. Um, so lots more we can go into on that one if need be. I'm trying to think, Nancy, was there anything else I mentioned um, about the show? It was out of the beach, again, Ocean Shores, hence the name. So we had, had a little bit of fun out there on the beach, a um, little relaxation time as well after the show, so that was nice. Um, were you ever able to get some of those images in in chat, Nancy? Some of that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm having a little bit of a... a okay. A, <laughs> the, the, it, well, anyway, yes, I'm trying to get them in. Um, okay, no, no, no I'm not even sure if I've got them all in here, but I'm going to start putting them in. <laughs> I couldn't keep up with you, so I'm going to start putting them in the chat as I've got them up here in the in the folder now. Oh yeah, I go obviously. I'm fast. hoping. I, see, I'm hoping that they'll load because it came from your um, oh your yeah, phone, and that I'm not sure if it's going to take in the um, it's HEC or something. It's a weird thing. It's not a JPEG, so let me You're just. Right. All right, we haven't talked about the uh, Kate Stone yet, right? Oh, cats! Uh, no, the cosmic. No. Okay, I just want to. I just want to make sure that. Uh, no. Okay. See, it's and I'm, it's really weird. It's not letting me do this. I'm editing them right now as we speak because you had mentioned that file format, so I've already got it, and the first one's in chat okay, right now. So you do it. Forget the one I, I just posted, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God! Okay. See, I haven't even seen these things yet. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. All right. Now, that okay. first one, that's the amethyst. That's that dragon suit, that amethyst chunk or point or Jesus, whatever you are. that's huge. I know. Isn't that, and then the coloring in there, isn't that crazy? Now, when when you look at something like this, you, you just think of uh, like a cluster of amethyst, and this is just one point. Can you imagine the vein that was there? Oh, and how many? Because I've actually I've been watching those videos recently where people are uh, – oh, geez, i got to remember the guy's name on YouTube, the crystal hunter or something, the crystal collector or something like that, where he goes out and actually um, pulls them out of the walls. And I've done all this myself as well, not to the, the sizes he's getting. He's going to Brazil and who knows where. Um, so I've never found pieces like I'm sharing on here, but I've found smaller pieces, and they're fun to pull straight from the mud, the dirt. You just kind of literally yank them out of there. So, so they're, now got, they're they're broken off and come somehow got washed out or I mean because it's a that's some of it. Go yeah. ahead. No, and okay, then so, um, go ahead. Go. go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say. So yes, on that one, and then but they're laying on the ground as well. So no, you can pull them out. You just kind of and unfortunately because you're in a cave. So when I go crystal collecting or mining, often they're in the wall of the cave. But also over time. They have fallen to the ground, so you're walking on just thousands or a foot thick sometimes of little amethyst or quartz or whatever, whatever you're out there collecting. Um, so, yeah, and then I've shared a couple other images in there for those that are, again, in chat. You can see the Herkimer diamond that's at least an inch, if not an inch and a half. I don't even know. I, I put it in my hand there. Um, actually, for those that, again, get to view the images, you're looking also on my bracelet there. 
Um, that first, the second one with the the orange and the green, um, is the first Cosmic Silver Shungite bead bracelet. And I am making more of those beads so we can hopefully get those available soon. Well, that Herkimer is astounding. Um, again, I I don't know if you uh, if people are familiar with Herkimer, but Herkimer Diamond only comes from Herkimer, New York, and it's like the weirdest kind of way that it grows because I'm not even sure what the matrix is the 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 the, the chemistry that's around okay you got you got, got a bunch of chemistry okay it's it's mineral stuff in there but it's still liquidy and temperature and heat create crystals like this one the herkimer and that herkimer was taken out of it doesn't grow in a cluster it grows one at a time and it's inside a what would you call that matrix it's 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 like i guess it's a carbon but it's i mean you get a big hunk of this black grayish rock and embedded in the in the rock are these little herkimer diamonds well that's the biggest herkimer i've ever seen a lot of them are small but they're just absolutely double terminated, beautiful, beautiful crystals. And you can only get it in Herkimer, New York, where I grew up not far from Herkimer. Boy, I wish I'd known about that place when I was, you know, going to that, <laughs> to my grandparents. You know, I was not that kind of a rock hound as a young kid. I liked them, but... So anyway, that's amazing. Very powerful, huh, Derek? It is, and I'm as I was just posting in uh, chat. I did a copy and paste of a Herkimer diamond into the chat room. The uh, explanation for it from Google, very powerful, which is why I have it sitting in here in my office right now. Um, you know, you can say getting charged sort of thing, um, and same with that amethyst. Um, I don't know point. We'll call it. I'm sure there's another name for that. I just don't know. There's lots of these devices and/or shapes come with different names on them or, or razor identified but yeah no they're, they're very very powerful holds and by the way the herkimer diamond when you so i hold it in the palm of my hand i'll again just i guess i'll use the word charge it i'll i'll send the, the love energy through the palm my palm and say the palm into the diamond and then that little guy starts um emitting two toroidal donut shapes those donut shapes that we know with the hole in it <clears throat> off both ends so it's unlike the Vogue, and I thought it would be like the Vogel crystal we talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, and that's just a different shape crystal that's, you know, tapered and then um, edged in certain ways. I won't get all into that again. But Vogel, for those who want to look at that, I thought it would work similarly to where there's a male and female end, meaning energy in one end, kind of out the other. So you can kind of think magic wand sort of deal. And they do work similar to that. But the Herkimer... Um, Energy was popping out of both sides equally, and it was just kind of spinning. So it's kind of like, a, <clears throat> I don't know, a little energy firecracker or top. They, um, I'm trying to think of the, the firecracker name we used to have. They just spin around. But that's what that Her Herkimer, and it's H-E-R-K-I-M-E-R, -E -E and I'm probably butchering the, the pronunciation of it, but Herkimer, I'm guessing, diamond. Um, you know it better than I do, Nancy. But, yeah, the energy on it is for um, – is one of the ones I'm using in here, and I picked up several, but that was the, the big one I got that I, I had to kind of put aside and keep in our office. Go ahead. 
for people that um, are listening to the podcast, if you can get to the description or go to the archives, it will have the the promo photo up, and we'll put these pictures up there so you know exactly what we're talking about. Um, okay, so the third picture you've got here is quartz. It's the one that's looked like a quartz ball that's kind of only partially there, a sphere, and you there? You muted? Yeah, of course I'm muted. Why wouldn't I be? Okay. Um, I'm just messing around. So when you say quartz ball, okay, look at that closely now. When you see for the and anybody else in chat, now look to the right of it. Do you see that part coming off? Yes. That's a snail. That's a snail's head and tail on the end. That's a um, yeah. And I, I know the angle. It probably isn't that. So great it's calcite. It's not not quartz. No, it's not quartz. It's flour agate. Fl- uh, and that, agate, yeah. Flower agate. And that's actually sure a snail? It's a snail. They carved it into the shape of a snail because someone oh, I see. created it. Okay. Yeah. Saw it, polished it, carved it for who knows how long. And it took a while because I was carving that cosmic silver shungite um, gasha, gisha, gasha um, tile earlier yesterday. And we can get into that later. Um, so I know just how much time and effort it gets to it, it takes to put an edge or a roundness or polish or whatever on a lot of these stones, and that's a long time. Now, how big is that? What's the what's the probably three inches, so the size of you know a, a finger. Amazing. Just an average person's finger. Yeah, it's really big. It's I mean you know relatively, but it's a good size. And it's it straight up looks like a. Uh, a little snail when you spin it around so it's got all the parts and pieces and the little tail and and the whole deal but it's interesting that they're getting into more carvings now rather than vague little dogs and i have dogs and cats and owls and birds and all that stuff too in different stones like sodalites and lapis lazuli and whatnot but not in the the more hard to find or unique looking um stones like this um flower agate and some of the more rare quartzes and things. They're getting a lot more custom etchings now. Truly amazing. Truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and those you bought there while you were there. Yeah, that one That one was actually gifted. That, so the snail we're chatting about was, yes, it was purchased there. It was gifted to me by Olivia. Um, and, then, and, and then other things. But yeah, we go around, of course, um, share energy and all the vendors do. They all patronize each other and 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 buy and or barter. We do a lot of bartering there for goods, so nobody has to use the money energy if you can avoid it, sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, those were available there. And most of the vendors were people I knew from other shows. I because I've done these type of shows or events um, for several years now, and then we got pretty big pretty fast with Shungite. So um, yeah, so we were pretty well known there. In fact, oh, I don't know if I even mentioned it to you. We ended up doing a short cable tv interview while i was there as well um standing in the what we'll call a booth but it was again three booths combined because we were so large so i i don't remember his name or anything but long story short local cable tv came down and interviewed us um and our our pop-up shop and chatted for a while about ocean shore so that was kind of fun um so i think if anything else interesting happened really well dolly posted an interesting post she says what does a snail symbolize she looked it up it's oh. un- under animal, animalhype.com, symbolism, snail, <laughs> animal hype. Anyway, she said, snail is associated with wisdom, slow progress, persistence, patience, peace, 
self-care and harmony. It's a gentle creature that carries its home wherever it goes. They also symbolize self-love and self-care above everything else, retreating into their shell at the sign of danger. Interesting. Well, I got a couple of friends. I, I, I have to say that um, some of this really applies to you, but I don't think slow progress, patience, <laughs> work for you. <laughs> no, you don't think. Maybe you need it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Maybe there you go. Yeah. Thanks, Dolly, for sharing that. Because you're. Yeah, you might be right. I need some of that because you don't think patience or calmness when you think Derek. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, not typically. I can admit that. Oh, and you said the Herkimer diamond with its pure crystal light clears the chakras, opening channels for spiritual energy to flow. It stimulates conscious attunement to the highest level and is particularly helpful in activating and opening the crown and third eye chakras. That's wow. Yeah, hold that little guy too for for those that again don't can't visualize it. Think about I don't know, a, and correct me, a double terminated little tiny diamond shape. So meaning a point on each end, so regardless of how you hold it. And so one suggested use would be to hold this tool because it's a tool near your throat chakra with the points one up, one down. And what that will do is not just what they're terming or, or in that wording that I shared from Google on there um, about third eye activation, this, that, and the other. It's any activation. It's an energy tool. So there's no reason it would be restricted to certain frequencies up near your higher chakras. So what I'm getting at here is hold it in between any chakras you want movement and is a probably a good idea, I would suggest, to have movement between chakras. Whole another show on that one. Um, but that's what it'll do. So if you're having tummy problems, maybe hold it between your um, some of your lower chakras, between your tummy and your heart chakras, say. And that energy will start moving if you hold it between your around your throat chakra, meaning in between your heart and um, third eye. That's called heart brain coherence. So what I'm telling you is you, you'll get a boost by using these devices and your imagination at the same time. And then they turn into energy tools. Well, when we talk in the Herkimer and it's blowing out energy at both ends. When you've got quartz, um, it blows it out through the uh, one point. It comes up from the bottom and, and just blows through the, the quartz crystal out the top, right? Is that the way you see quartz? Yep. Oh, no, that's the way it works. Yeah, kind of like a funnel. It's you know in, in reverse, but yes. Oh, yeah. It channels the energies towards the finer tip, and then they kind of they, they shoot off or slough off of there. It's not like it's it's like rapid water pouring out. It's like they, when I look at it, it's kind of, I don't know how to really describe it. It kind of just continually shoves itself off. And that's the best word I can say, not a projection, but it moves. Um, I don't know. I don't have another way of describing it, but yes, that's how it works regarding the shapes. And that's why you'd want to be cognizant of the termination points on your crystals and where you point them, where you hold them, things like that. Well, when you think of, I've always been fascinated with her, just thinking about the flow that we're talking about now. When you've got, I mean, it's easy to conceive of the energy flowing through the bottom of a quartz and out the top, the tip. Um, But when we're talking the Herkimer, it's going out both sides. So it's got, it's got to be pulling the energy from something internal to it and sending it out both ways. Would you see that? That, what, what What are you seeing? Um, you can do that if you tie in your imagination aspect or that channel of your radio. Another way of doing it is what it'll do is 
pull from the available energy. So that's why I suggest you kind of maybe holding it around your heart chakra. So that toroidal field or donut field around your heart does not just, and everybody listening knows this, of course. So this is for just wider audience. Um, it's not restricted in your physical body. It actually projects past your body. So you're holding that little diamond in that energy field. And it's kind of like an amplifier or, or a funnel, like I was saying. So it gives it more of a direction. So your heart love field is always there, just moving energy. And this gives it kind of a channel to then focus on. So a, a guide is how it would work. Um, so it's, it is in your heart field if you hold it again near your chest. And then you can point it. And so if you want to move just energies, I'm being vague, saying energies, up and down your kundalini, your overall part of your physical nervous system, um, that's how you would point it. And it'll just help move things. So it's it's not that it's pulling from the ethers or something like that. That's when you have to tie in your imagination because you can do that. Then think, well, I want frequency, and I'm not going to say a number, but whatever number, point, number, number, um, and there's a reason I'm not, to bring that in. And then, yes, that channel will come on. But unless you make that conscious decision, it's going to pull from ambient energies, kind of like turning on a an amplifier in a room and don't say anything, but the ambient noises, or in this case, frequencies, will then be projected out the easiest flow of lines. And if they're um, double terminated, then the little, little uh, I'd call them uh, little tubes that come off the end almost. And they go, by the way, they when those energies come off of a Herkimer diamond or any other diamond or a pyramid, if you stick pyramid on top of, let's say, we've talked about it before, powdered supplements, you need a little copper pyramid laid on top of your supplements. And long story short, that frequency of the supplements or the word or frequency you wrote on a piece of paper will come out the tip of that pyramid or the tips of the Herkimer diamond and go towards the entity most in need of that frequency. Also energy, I'm inter intermingling these words for a reason. Um, so unless you direct it, say, I want this. And that's literally all you have to do is say, I want this frequency it comes to you. If you don't, maybe you have a fish tank in the room with a little fish that doesn't have that that energy or frequency. Well, it's going to go to that one first. And I'm just, you know, using the, the fish as a joke analogy here, but that's how it would work. Um, so you have to tie in lots of levels of, of working with energy tools. A lot of people think you just grab the energy tool and bam, it's working. Um, well, it'll work, but you might want some direction. It's like grabbing a tennis racket and not aiming where you're hitting. Yeah, you'll hit a ball sometimes and who knows where it'll go. So tie in your other thought processes. Did you have an add-on to that? No, 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 no. I was just getting ready to say, Mark, <laughs> do you have any questions yeah. or comments here? Um, no, no, just enjoying the pictures and the descriptions. Yeah. Yeah, it's nature's absolutely interesting. Oh, I have some more input on like, um, and it's too far up in chat now, but somebody was mentioning how they liked um, the snail shape. And so when you have these little totems or carved shapes, it can be a cat, dog, animal, whatever, that alone pulls in the frequency or channels of that entity or device or color or whatever it is. So in this case, a snail. So when, and there was a post in there that you shared something about, you know, the, the patients, the calmness, this, that, and the other. Well, because we as energy beings have attributed those aspects towards that image or a snail in this case, well, that's what frequency it will by default emanate. So by having that snail around me, just setting it on the desk or anywhere else, not just me, anybody, um, that is the, again, I'm saying default for a reason, unless you reprogram it yourself. Um, 
that's the aspects it's going to emanate. So you'll all of a sudden find yourself calm, maybe slowing down, catching your breath here and there, because so many of us have, um, again, tied those attributes or aspects to the image of a snail, and in this case, a carving. But either way, so just something to think about. I'm always jumping more into the woohoo, saying, oh, it's not just a pretty snail. And if I put a big old, I don't know, an eagle carving of something or other, and whatever, and I have no idea, but whatever aspects that the most of us have attributed to the eagle as an animal totem, well, then that's the energy or feeling you're going to feel when you're around those things. Um, and that's why some people wear, like my brother, uh, and he does not listen to the show, so he won't know. A big old um, gold, uh, when he was, we'll, we'll say he only wore it in his 20s, we'll be nice. A big gold eagle pendant around his neck. Well, he felt empowered from that kind of thing, the strength. The, and it's all energy and frequency. And you can do that with different things. I'm just using the eagle as an example because, you know, a lot of us can visualize somebody maybe wearing that way back when. Um, but, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's great uses for those things too. For the totems I'm talking about or animal shapes, carvings. Well, the reason that, we, you know, it, it's people putting over, you know, thousands of tens of thousands of years putting in the image. Well, this image of eagle makes me feel strong. You know, that is what's empowering these things. It's not like if you if you carve something into an eagle, then it takes on that thing. It's the human beings looking at it, imbuing it with that kind of energy. Would you agree? Oh yeah, that's exactly how it works. That's how actually the whole our whole 3D reality works. Right. It's all built on photons, an agreement between us. You see a table, the next person sees a table. We're adding energy to it. It stays as a table. That's just physics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then you can it can all be changed. And I also, when I said, oh, that's just physics, I didn't say, well, that's a concrete thing. Then, oh heck no. Realize you have an imagination and feelings, and then change your reality. And I'm talking physically as well. So again, that's for a whole another probably metaphysical perspectives podcast, but no, that's that's exactly how it works. That's why someone's feeling empowered having or calm if we have, I don't know, teddy bears on our pajamas or an owl or if we want to see more, different things like that. They're just tools. Yes, and there's um a really good book, uh Sam's. What's her first name? Last name is Sam's. And it's on totems and also uh Ted oh crap, I can remember one's first name and one last name Ted Williams no it's not Ted Williams but there's another really good book on totems which and a totem you know, is an image that has a certain amount of magic to it because we've imbued it with it but it's amazing when you read uh, Jamie Sam, Sams and she wrote this book after going to I think she said six different Native American tribes and learning what they were saying about the totems and, and their interpretation. So she puts together this book and she's actually put together cards so you can draw a card. And, you know, that's this energy that's affecting you at that moment that you draw the cards. Amazingly accurate. I mean, really, really accurate. Um, but when you get get one of these things in your it's like I was out in the yard and all of a sudden I'm looking at this tiny little lizard and the little lizard's looking back at me you know and is that just a coincidence no the lizard was trying to communicate the lizard was like you know doing this it's just you feel it and 
so that's what the Native Americans would do. They, you know, an owl shows up, and right after that, you know, somebody gets hurt or something. Well, in certain places, an owl is, you know, forecasting something bad. But then in other places, you look at owl. An owl is the one that comes in, and all of a sudden, somebody has a wonderful thing happen. So it depends on the tribes and where and their interpretations. And um, I see that you just put up the uh, Shungite tile that's being made into the yep. geomagnetic, well, it's not geomagnetic, biogeometry. Bio it's this other thing that Kat was talking about with the massage and the guy gear or what what I don't even know what the name of that thing is but um why don't you talk about that a little bit I'm actually bringing up uh, uh, uh Mark if you can jump in here and you know the name maybe um gosh jeez oh, cuz I'm watching I'm googling it as we speak It's uh, the the guasha thing Guasha Guasha Thank you I appreciate that guasha tool guasha. or stone or device guasha yeah um, yeah, so that's what I shared in chat there where Nancy was talking about. Again, for those not um, with the benefit of, of the chat room seeing the image, is a Shungite tile. So it's, I don't know, about four inches by four inches that I – and it took three days of tumbling. So during this Ocean Shores Festival we just talked about, it was actually in the tumble. I started it the day we um, – no, it was the next day. So not too long after our interview with Kat on um, – I think it was Shungite reality we were on, not not metaphysical perspectives. So Shungite reality um, started the tumbling process of, and I had no idea if it was going to last, meaning not break apart, because I had to tumble this Shungite tile, again, about four inches um, across square by about a half inch thick. So pretty darn thick. And I grabbed the thicker one for a reason, like I'm getting into, is I put it in the, the tumbler with hundreds and hundreds of pieces of little silver to enhance it to that cosmic silver shungite form that we're talking about. So in the image, you can actually see the the gleam, the shine um, of silver particles. And when I zoom in on this with a microscope, you see just tens of thousands, and I have no idea the number, of course, but just, just countless numbers of little pieces of silver that have come off in the tumbling process that have embedded in the shungite. And then long story short, even after I take this tile out in this image, wash it off under the water and even um, polish it with a, um, a little brush and whatnot to get off so you can actually touch and not get shungite on you. Um, it stays with this silver sheen. And then I've also put that under the microscope and the silver goes nowhere. It, it actually, like we've talked about before, migrates into the shungite and then embeds itself on the surface. So now what I'm making is that um, gush, gush, I, can't, I just can't say the word, but gusha, um, energy device tool used for not just faces, um, for anywhere in the body, up and down the spine. I've learned a little bit more since then, very little since then, um, but lots of uses. And then I actually tried this particular one on my neck, this cosmic silver shungai gisha, gusha, I should just stop saying the name, um, for moving energy. And again, for those who don't have the visual, think a square tile, but I've kind of carved out um, kind of just indentations and smoothed them out. So now if you imagine just running this tile maybe down your spine, it's not going to like, you know, ratchet your spine as you're moving down it. It'll kind of comfortably seat across it, and then you can move energies up and down your spine or kundalini. Um, and I put different edges and different curves on it for different uses. 
Uh, but that's in essence what these are for. And I'm sure there's somebody who can speak a whole lot more um, knowledgeable about it than myself. But that's what we're making here. And that's the image I shared. So I'll chat with Kat a little bit more on the refining of the shape. Um, I am kind of limited because, again, I chose this tile that had to sit for three days in the tumbler, getting just pounded by, again, just so many pieces of little silver. And some of these pieces aren't small. They're the size of Lego bricks and they're solid silver. So many ounces each. Um, this isn't a, isn't a cheap process to do. But with that tumbling going around in there, it does embed the silver. And this, as again, those that see it, the tile did survive and come out just incredibly energetically enhanced with the benefit of silver. Um, and then I'm just playing around the shapes and putting, again, different different radiuses on there and an edge on one of them so it can be used not sticking to some set because later uh mark and nancy when i was chatting cat yesterday actually all of a sudden because i was thinking of these of these uh gusha devices thinking oh they're all heart shaped um and that's how i've seen them at different events but no she had a plethora of i don't know eight or nine different ones some look like little combs different shapes and edges so just good energy tools for use on the body and skin. Again, not just the face and anywhere. Um, so I'm kind of just intuiting, using intuition on the on the shape this one should have. It is a long process. So I spent several hours yesterday in the, um, I'll just call it the garage, my little workshop, where I have different lapidary equipment and things, um, polishing this and and just getting it to the shape it is. I don't know if Mark or Nancy, you guys have any questions on that shape so far and again i shared it with cat so we'll see if she maybe says hey try to get this edge on it or or this aspect but it is kind of thick again so if i thin these things down and tumble them that and i have to tumble one at a time and it takes three days tumbling in the silver to even get it to this uh, this um level so it's a really really slow process and then i probably spent three hours on it again just to get it to this stage so it's not they're not things we're going to have available on the store anytime soon like this um, not the cosmic ones, at least, unless I find an easier and quicker way of producing them. But I am having to make them by hand myself. Um, but very, very powerful. So I actually ran it up my arm as well. Um, and I never given too much thought to that before. You know, I hold Shanghai for energy for I don't know how many years now and works fantastic. But then implementing or integrating it, the cosmic silver Shungite form into Yes, it's an energy tool, but also a physical energy tool. So actually pushing it on your skin and moving things and rip, muscle aches and pains go away almost immediately. So, well, then I don't see a reason why if you already have cosmic silver shungite pendant or nugget, the ones we've been um, putting out lately, you can take, and I've done that too. You can take that and just rub it up and down your arm, your leg, wherever you have an energy issue or need healing. And, and we've mentioned this probably a year ago now, but I have a, Actually, the first one I've ever made sitting here next to me, and I used to rub it along the back of our little dog, Milo Nancy. I may or may not have told you that, but he would come up for his his nightly cosmic shungite uh, energy baths where I would just take the stone and just because I knew he was having a stressful day one day. So I thought, oh, let's remove this stress. And I actually ran it down his back. And that little doggy went about crazy in a good way, um, feeling the energy move. And again, he didn't know what it was. I'm talking about just a little snickerdoodle poodle thing i'm not sure what type of dog he is um but yeah so meaning he wasn't convinced that you know derek spent all this time on this cosmic he just knew it felt better uh and he wanted it done so and he still to this day enjoys that well i every night um before we go to sleep i take the sav the silver shungite mm -hmm. sav 
and I just put a little bit on my fingertips and, and rub it into the forehead of Shiloh, my dog. And if I don't do that, I'll get into bed and, uh, you know, and all of a sudden I'll be like, uh-oh, I forgot to do that. Like, I'm getting a message from him. You didn't do that. And when I do it, it yes, it's, I'm patting him, but it's different than when I normally I pat him all day long. But when I put this stuff on there, he gets that kind of uh, dreamy-eyed, like sleepy-eyed thing in his, and, and, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, that feels so good. And I used to put it, um, I used to do three in different parts of his body, but I realized that it was actually too much energy, that all of a sudden he'd be like, I could just feel him, he was, it was like, it was, it was good energy, but we're going to sleep here, you know? So I went. I just needed the one. It was just the one on the forehead. And uh, so, yeah, if you've got this, the silver sob is really nice. Silver shungite sob. I'm assuming you can sell that online or not. Oh yeah, we that's now implemented in all of the shungite skin balm. I think we're calling it maybe shungite skin balm online in the large chapstick tubes. Yeah, you can do the same thing with that. Just draw it on your skin. I talked about that before, just along the energy lines of your body. You don't have to know what those are either. Um, just your issue areas. And then apparently it's gua sha. And I, I'm, I'm, they're trying to you know, help me out in chat here, but even that, I'm going to stumble all over it. But gua sha stone, um, I think I got it close. Yeah, I'm going to give up on that one. You could call it the G stone. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. So yeah, it's an energy tool. Um, so yeah, it's it's more known than than I was familiar with. Um, but no, and again, there's all different shapes. So this is and um, actually somebody even cat yesterday was making fun of it too. It does. Again, for those without the visual, it looks like a piece of burnt toast. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she was joking with me. Didn't somebody in chat? It's it's now up in chat. I can't see who, but it was. Uh, yeah, I'm like it does. It looks like a burnt piece of bread because I kind of honed the edges and it was perfectly square with kind of a sharp edge on it not sharp but you know a, a rigid one so it, it takes some time to to hone this down for for different body parts and things um but yeah it, does, it straight up does look like burnt toast well i'll maybe get it a, a better name or more creative name than that but yeah, it's it's interesting no it's worse well actually i'm sitting here using it. it works as a coaster too believe it or not um the interesting part when i'm looking at i'm holding it in my hand here as you spin this thing around, each different edge or point or nook, I don't know, there's probably a better name for that, um, but channel I put in it moves energy a different way. So it's it's interesting to me, we're looking at it as an energy worker, like, well, wait a minute, you know, of course this would be a good idea. Um, and I just wasn't privy to this, these tools before, so kind of reinventing the wheel here. Um, but it works well, even moving it up and down, um, again, over your spinal column, nerves, your muscles, whatever. So not just for physical, but of course, this one was made for energy. Um, I'm sure they do a lot of other things. So, yeah, we'll see how this goes, and we'll get it into Kat's hands um, once once I get the thumbs up that she can maybe work with this size. Or what I'm going to actually do um, is get more narrow ones or thinner pieces of shungite tile so they're more around that three millimeter ish um thickness so that they're a little thinner because again this one's pretty thick because i was concerned about the tumbling process being you know kind of beat up by all that silver and i i literally thought i was going to walk walk up yesterday evening um and just dump out 
broken tile pieces, all cosmic ones, so no loss on anything, all great. But I didn't actually expect it to hold together like this. So that was kind of a nice surprise. And then a lot of fun uh, playing with it on the machine because for those that have not done a cab machine or cabochon making machine, just in grinders, polishers, things like that. When I was working with this yesterday, of course, black shungite, and there's water on these little grinder wheel, and I have little diamond wheels on this thing. I just got splattered everywhere. It's almost like I took a cosmic silver shungite bath. Um, and that was that was really interesting. It sure woke me up, I'll give it that, because I was kind of dragging from just doing a lot over the show. So tired physically, energetically, emotionally. We've got a lot going on right now. We're juggling. Um, so I thought, oh, let's take a break and get back and actually do this. And well, it sure woke me up having that cosmic silver shungai powder in and it was water form by that point because again it was on the cab machine. So getting all over me, um into my fingers and all that type of deal. So that was that was a lot of fun. I don't know if you guys have any questions, Mark and or Nancy, on that, or if you want to move on to another topic, or I'm kind of glancing around the aisle. Oh, uh, actually, as I asked that, I'm going to keep talking anyway for a moment. Mark, this ties into you. You'd ask about the um, Cosmic Silver Shungite powder, and you hear me kind of knocking right here. What I have is that I did try and salvage it. It is such a small amount, um, and I don't know how to give you a, an idea of what it was, but maybe a quarter. So if you had a quarter, uh, like a quarter, um, piece of change and turned it into powder that volume is about what i have from the whole tumbling process but the interesting part I'm, and why i'm mentioning it is as i'm sitting here spinning it it's in a little glass um, jar in my hand i can just see thousands and thousands of little tiny pieces of silver uh rotating through there that you can actually see so they're large enough to just like the tip of a, a pin at best that's the size of these things and it is such a small volume um I'm not really sure how to use it or what to do with this just yet, to be honest. But I am trying to trying to get some of that together. Um, so I thought you might be interested to hear that. Yeah, just next level, you know, cosmic application would be interesting. Where that'll lead. It's good to know for the mm -hmm. Shungite nerds out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've used it for think. So tapping your finger and I'm still talking to powder. For a physical ailment, cut, wound, burn, um, questionable spot on your skin, things like that, um, and almost immediate, well, definitely overnight um, results and healings from it. And it just it is just so strong. Um, I'm still learning how to use it and what to do with it. And then the amount, literally, I don't even need it out of this little glass container. I just have it sitting here on my desk and I can feel it. So to, <clears throat> to integrate it in something physically is... It's going to be kind of kind of fun, a lot of fun, actually. So I'll have to figure out what to do with that. Oh, that's funny. Send me a chat to uh, uh, Infinite in, Infinite Awareness uh, mentioned about how I like to talk food and the, the whole burnt toast on the Shungai tile thing. Of course. Yeah, everybody must think I'm like hungry every time I get on the radio or the podcast. So the event you went to, was there anything unusual as far as even though there's there was less people, but just people's energies in general since, you know, post-lockdown and then the craze with the shots, um, obviously there was a smaller amount of people, but just a general different energy or, or maybe a description of that, that. Yeah, no, no, that's a good question. Um, yes, that was different. So as far as the vendors um, or and, and or the people that were selling things or doing read, readings um, to the readers, um 
most of the people were, I'll just call it the metaphysical community, um, just to kind of give them some kind of grouping there, weren't, you know, real, still are holding the line and not being thrilled with the masks, not, not, you know, trying to get by not wearing them as much as you can, of course. And I'm in that group as well um, because it was a restrictive factor. And we'll get into that again on the next show um, later on. But as far as the overall energies and aspect of it, it was, I'll have to say now, not that you asked this, but it was older community. So less of the teens and 20 year olds, and it was more 40s, 50s up from there. Um, patrons that were going there um that i was seeing that were and the ones i talked to kind of well i'm fed up with the mask blah 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 and then we went off from there all the the dramas i keep calling it we're finding ourselves in um so they were the ones more willing and this may not have been the aspect you were asking about or you're just kind of asking in general anyway um but that was kind of the the feeling and of what was going on with a lot of the the, the customers we'll just call it the people that were um going around checking out all the vendors so i, I noticed that part so a whole lot and that could be a whole weather thing as well. The weather wasn't that bad. It was it was okay. I don't know, probably in the 70s for around there. Um, probably pretty typical, I would I would assume, um, for a Washington beach. So these aren't beaches you you flop your towel out like I grew up in L.A. doing and, and lay in the sun. It's more of a walk around the beach, pick up shells sort of thing with a jacket on, um, but still enjoy it sort of thing. So just a lot less people. Um but the feelings and, and even the vendors, I would say maybe half of the vendors were there that and that should. And that's I'm probably being generous. Were there that should have been there and then last minute cancellations and stuff like that. So I'm actually really happy we did go because we do have such a large footprint. Um, we hold a lot of space there, you can say, which is a good thing. Um, so no, there's I'm not trying to give anything too more exciting um that maybe happened um interesting guy got a piece of driftwood another vendor that was making carvings out of driftwood pieces so we have a lot in this um this part of the states just logs and a lot of them come from russia and some from all over the place just because of our our vicinity and our geographical location logs and driftwood pieces come down from again wherever end up on our beaches so uh, this this one guy, and there's others that do it, picked up a piece of driftwood and, and whittled some bowls out of it in different containers and things. So it was, it was interesting to see all that kind of stuff made from natural substances that were found. Um, oh, and actually, I, I guess I can mention this. we got a couple minutes. Um, during, yes, I'm kind of off on my day, Sunday. So on the last day of the show, a there was a, a a psychic intuitive an energy worker all this is the same person kind of at the other end of the 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 event they kind of waved me over he saw me and i'm like well, what's this all about and he's standing there talking to a lady who's holding a little glass jar i don't think i even told you this nancy um that she had found she'd a beachcomber so she was walking up and down the beaches and she had this little glass see-through jar kind of like one of her honey jars with a little rusted object in it that kind of looked like a nail a really thick nail, so maybe the size of your pinky, but with a head on it of a little snake. So long story short, she was she brought it to this person, um, and then he knew, um, we'll just say, you know, somewhat about me on, on what what I can do and per, how I can perceive things. I'll just word it that way. So he kind of waved me over and said, Derek, take a look at this. And then as I'm approaching the thing, I'm already getting a nausea feeling. I didn't even know what was going on at that point because I had no idea. He was just waving me over and 
Um, I thought he wanted to introduce me to someone. And then all of a sudden, they, she stretches out her hand, hands me this little container that she says, this is an Egyptian artifact. I found it out on the beach. Um, and look, there's a snake head in it. And then there's these coils. Um, and we took a photo of it with a cell phone. And only in the cell phone image, um, you can see a gold chain wrapped around it. It is the craziest thing because I was looking. I'm like, wait a minute. What are you showing me here? And then I'm holding the thing in the glass jar, still in the water. Um, and then I'm going to add on this one really quick because so I'm going to tie it back around. While she was digging this out, Nancy Mark, there were snake skulls, physical skulls, all around it, buried around it. In this, So she was walking up and down the beach, kicking over driftwood, this, that, and the other. was led to a certain area. Little skulls, again, snakes poked around it under the ground as well. And then she dug and pulls out this little um, thing. Um, the artifact, we'll just call it. And that's the story she gives me on And that's all she tells me. And then, um, again, she hands it to me. I look at it. I do my uh, perception levels on it, look at it. And a whole lot, and too much for this show to probably even get into, came in. And it was definitely a um, a man-made energy tool. And it was a piece of one because I started to tell her, I'm like, well, it's, it's tough to talk about this without giving you a whole bunch of background. So we'll just say I turn on my third eye, perceive it on many levels. And I looked at it and I, I start to tell him, like, oh, no, this thing was about a foot long. It was embedded in the top of a piece of wood. So kind of think like a little staff sort of deal or, again, a wand might be a good visualization. I and mean, I tell her that because I'm just remoting it is what I'm doing, looking at it. She goes, you're right. And she, she doesn't know what I am or, you know, who I am or anything like that. So the whole psychic thing and all of that, she has just no idea. She literally just wandered in from the beach that was one block away um, and saw this whole mind, body, soul expo and decided to try and. Uh, sell it is what she was doing. She was asking where museums were and then it ended up in my hand. So I look at it and I tell her, and I'm like, oh, this that, and the other. So I'm like, no, that's a, a snake carving skull. And they used it for this because I can just perceive and see what they're using it for. And it was uh, kind of in the hilt of a knife sort of thing is what it was. And and after I tell her that, she goes, you're right. It was buried under the ground attached to this wood. And the guy that called me over just kind of looks at me and smiles because he knows, you know, I'm doing the whole woohoo thing looking. So and he starts to try and tell her, he says, he already knows. So just, just, you know, just listen. He's going to tell you what it's doing. And I said, take a picture. And again, literally in the photo on the phone, the gold, I would say gold bracelet is what it looks like. Actual links and everything, three of them, are wrapped around this little device. And they're they're bedazzling. So you can see the the gleam coming off of it in the photo of the phone. And I don't have it. Um, she does on her phone. It was one of those things that was just, you know, in the moment, really fast um, happening. Um, so none of us had the wherewithal to think about, hey, send me that image or and I, I didn't you know, take the device. She was going to go find a museum and try and sell it. So that's something of note I was going to mention. I don't know if either of you have any questions on that. It ties into a whole lot more because what we'll say, like loosely the reading I did on it tied in. It wasn't Egyptian. It was an Aztec type of deal. But go ahead if you have a question. I do. Uh, uh, you said that when you walked up to it, you felt nauseous. Did you feel anything nauseous when you were holding it? Yeah, I had to actually clear it. So it had a bunch of what I would perceive as negative energy. It was not a tool used for great things. Um, again, I'm always vague. I'm always walking a line here. So when I saw that and saw the energies that were still around it, um, it, it wasn't, it was not a great, it was an energy tool, but not for good purposes. So I just cleared it as, as everybody listening would know and removed those energies. And then even she caught her breath and calmed down and because she was in a heightened anxiety state the whole time and couldn't understand why I was talking Kind of similar to me, about 100 miles an hour, which is natural for me, but wasn't for her. 
Um, but yeah, so um, now we cleared it. It was it was like the the hilt, and it kind of went into the handle of. And it wasn't a sharp knife. It was again. I'm just going to call it a tool. Um, is what what they're using it for. And it, it was carved. It was carved little snake's head going around there. You could see the face in there, sort of thing. And then I could see the rest of it when I perceived it. And again, I'm always wanted to teach others. So when I perceived it with my third eye and my 3D eyes at the same time, so yes, you're seeing it visually, but then you can actually pick up on the etheric aspects, the the parts that are missing is what I'm just saying. Um, you can see those as well. And those come in. That's when I said, hey, hold it here. I just put it in my hand. Now take a picture. And then that's when, you know, you could see the other stuff coming in over the image, the other parts and pieces. And I'm trying to think about what other else aspects we talked about it. Um, I don't know. It was, again, one of those moments that, that maybe took a whole 10 minutes in passing in between selling our wares and things. And then she kind of scurried out. Um, again, she was trying to sell it to a museum. She'd had to pay her rent that month or something she was mentioning. Um, but yeah, she did. Oh, the other uh, thought I said, um, but, and she didn't tell me all this at the beginning either, which was kind of neat for this um, other, the guy that was standing there. I'm like, now, nah, if you dug around it about a foot down, you'd have found that. And she goes, I did. And I'm like, oh, and so I, then I just stopped talking. I said, then smile. And she found the other part and more skulls. Um, so what had happened because then I started, I started looking. And I was like, well, what is up with all these snake skulls? Nobody like took them and buried them around the thing. Long story short, not just snakes, little crabs, other other critters were drawn to this device or piece of metal that was buried in the sand. I don't know, again, six inches down or so, and they would try and get to it, and or stay on the surface around it, just under the piece of driftwood, and just die. And there were dozens and dozens. Now I'm talking about one or two all around it they were pulled there energetically the little critters were and of course they didn't know why um and so that was kind of blowing her mind on, on that aspect of it she she couldn't understand why all those the bones were around it and i said you know if you dig around it so she went back um dug more around it kind of thing and more of the same stuff so you know that's worth noting i guess um I don't know if either of you yeah you questions. know you know the the beauty of this is you've got I mean, you got to wonder about what kind of guides and who was this woman that she found it. When she needed it, she needs to sell it to be able to, you know, okay, so there's that aspect of it. But then she runs into you at this place that she didn't even know was happening and is able to, you were able to take away the dark energy associated with it. Uh, you know, it was a talk about a two-edged sword here. You know, she had a, an incredibly powerful artic, artifact in her hand that had you not been there to clear it, could have been a really not such a good thing to happen. But you made it really a good thing to happen because her guides brought her to you. I, I mean, you got to look at the big picture and say, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was. I was just wasn't bringing this up. It was actually affecting her heart. And that's why I was saying that she calmed down because she was put in such anxiety and just all over the place and just moving, just, you know, crazy 100 miles an hour talking. She's, I don't know. I just can't. I can't. Since I found it, I can't, you know, can't think about this. I can't. And I'm like, it's OK kind of thing. And that's exactly what it was, too, by the way. So they sent her in there knowing and other devices do this. Even in museums, I've seen them. I've had to clear stuff from museums because I'm like, Really? You guys are putting this out here, not even thinking of the energy aspects of it and just telling people to walk up. And then I realized, and I've been to name the museum across the planet. I've probably been in there. Um, uh, and 
I'll leave some names out of some of the not so good ones. A lot of that's done intentionally as well. Um, the energies they leave on these things to put them on display for people to get in front of. So, um, but that's not the case of this one. But yeah, don't, but that's a that is a case of why she was led in there sort of deal. Fascinating. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. So right. we're at the top of the hour, so let's play uh, a three-minute tune here, and uh, we'll be right back. And welcome back to the Shungite Reality Show. It's August 31st, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit and Mark Joseph. Um, I'm assuming you're both back, yes? Derek, are you back? I am. Yep, I'm back. And Mark, yes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, was there anything else you, you, either of you wanted to mention on what we've been discussing, which to me has been fascinating? 
I'm, I'm still staring at the burnt toast. <laughs> it's very soothing. Oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's I've got just, it sitting here next to me. <laughs> it's very soothing. Um, either of you, comments? Um, yeah, the, so people who listen to the podcast, I mean, uh, can they access the images in, in something like Facebook, Derek's Facebook, or the Mystical Wares um, page? It was a recommended place. Group on Facebook is a good spot to see the images, and I did a short video as well, kind of turning it in my hand so they could see it. And you can feel the energy right from the video, of course. That's on Mystical Wares group Facebook. Correct. Okay. All right, because we've got a couple of things we have to address because, um, in the Shungite Reality group on Facebook. There was two, and I, I haven't even looked at it in the last couple of days, but there were two subjects that were questioning, you know, Shungite. Oh my God, is Shungite bad for us? And I want to get into it because the first one was on uh, graph, graphite oxide. Graphene oxide, Mark? Derek? Gra yeah, that's it. Graphite graphene. or graphene? Graphene. Graphene. Graphene oxide. Yeah. And somebody's has this, some friend who said that it was bad for you. And it, it was, I'm not going to go through this thing because it was just so off track that Derek and I decided to take it down rather than let it sit up there because it was just confusion over nonsense, in my opinion. Um, and that's not to put the people down that were doing this. It's just a distraction, a drama that, you know, takes you off into this doubt of what we're talking about. And it, to, to, to counteract all of the things that were being said was going to take a lot of words and a lot of science. And it was just going to confuse a lot of people. So we decided to take it down. But a lot of people did comment on that and get involved in it and it's out there so I would just like you know to to set that you know no it's it's drama it's nothing to be concerned about uh, Derek would you agree with that interpretation of what we decided to do and why oh yeah yeah no I agree and there's a reason we're skirting it and not getting too much in depth because it ties into a bunch of research studies that um, other individuals, you know, read and gave input on it's, it's and it's so difficult to even um, to, and I read the studies to decipher the language to come out and actually regurgitate it to where we can comprehend it. Um, but no, it was more of a distraction. But I also no no dissing to the individual that shared it either, because we are all about and that's not what we're doing here, Nancy or I. Um, it was just a distraction on the bigger picture. So we had to kind of fall in somewhere on it. But don't let that hinder anybody from asking questions or sharing things, even just like what had been shared, do it, but just know at times we're going to have to fall in um, again to keep it vague on the bigger picture so that it's not a distraction. Um, and it's not just too vague of statements or maybe we get time to process it. So again, we're not cherry picking anything, but we do have to be in the admins or moderators of particular Facebook groups and other places um, keep an eye on some of that stuff as well. So again, not not dissing anybody where it came from or the one that shared it because I want that stuff done. But unfortunately, we do have to, you know, if it's too 
too much time and energy to get the explanation around to where it's comprehensible, it can be a distraction. So that's kind of what happened here. And I know we're being really vague. It's just not worth getting into all the specifics. Um, but the bigger picture is, yeah, get share it still. And there were a lot of people that were commenting. And you lose the the when you, we got a lot of comments and comments under comments, you can get really screwed up in there and not hear the truth. And the truth and that, is, there was nothing to worry about. They're 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 totally. It's like it's like being you know on the beach versus the mountains here. You're talking about two different places altogether. When you're talking, you know, shungite and the fullerene, a C60 fullerene, and you're talking about that graphene oxide molecule. Um, so, you know, just to explain it really quickly, the graphene oxide molecule is on a flat plane. The difference in it, that they had to to actually have a new category of carbon molecules is that it. In Chung, in the C60, there's an envelope. It's, there's an inside to it. You don't get that in any other carbon molecule, but you do in the fullerenes. So I mean, it's like no, you don't understand the the. the there's more, much more to the Shungite than what they were talking about. So anyway, that that's just a drama, and there's a lot of dramas out there. Now another one that came up was regarding somebody that was. And it was kind of vague as to how things were sticking to them, like a magnet. Now, this started out because people were sticking pieces of metal on the area that they had gotten the uh, shot. And so it, it, then people that weren't, hadn't taken the shot you know, started doing it, and, and they were getting this magnetism too. And it, when, you, when you're doing things in... And you become aware of all the signs from what the lizard talking to you to, you know, just a series of events that indicate, okay, this is a learning process. A character by the name of Matthew Ward, I should call him character, he's an amazing individual, but he died as a young man, and he and his mother began to communicate. And so for years and years, he's been sending messages to his, through, through his mom. And the last one that he did, I had just read 20 minutes before I went into the Facebook. And it, he was talking about, okay, there's this story, the, all these bad stories. This this story and there's that bad story all about the, the shot thing. And he said, but see, they're making decisions and giving interpretations based on what they know in science. But the science that they know. And in fact their human beings are changing into crystalline systems and that is making everything skew the science that they think they have and so he was talking in terms of you know this new molecular structure that we're going to you know get into in a minute but that's 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 getting into us now you know that we're going through this trans transition and he said that a lot of people had already been born in that state um, in the last decade or so. So they're talking about this magnetism, and I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking about it, you know. I'm, I'm reading what they're saying, and I'm going, I, I trust their observations. I don't think they're making it up, and I'm trying to figure out other ways that this could be happening. And uh, so finally I just said, well, what, 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 what's this all about? And all of a sudden it was like I was reading Matthew again about the crystalline body. 
And so, in, and they were saying that, you know, they were Shungite fans and had Shungite environments and were wondering if Shungite was doing something to them. And, yeah, probably it is. But probably it's enhancing your changeover into a more crystalline structure. And perhaps if that's happening, you're increasing a magnetic attraction to yourself. Now, this is just something that, you know, like a boom, 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 and I get this imaging. And so, to me, this is like, okay, so if that could be happening, then, you know, what does all this mean? And if you think of us, think of us our bodies, we are a crystalline system because we're made mostly of water. And water's a crystal. And if you don't believe me, think of ice crystals because water is the liquid form but in its solid form it's ice it's ice crystals water is crystal and so we are a crystalline body now I'm throwing this at you Derek because I know this is probably more on metaphysical perspectives but this came up in the Shanghai reality group so let's just look at that is it what do you see when, when when Matthew talks about a change in the crystalline structure? Are you it's, muted? Or yeah, just thinking? No, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking at it too and I'm thinking about it. I'm just going to share an image. I'll do that in a moment. Um, yeah, um, yeah, lots of places to fall in on that one. So, <clears throat> And I agree with everything you said. I mean, of course, we're crystalline beings. We're energy beings having a crystalline physical experience is is a more specific way of putting it so anything crystalline is programmable by human consciousness and feelings well which means you're highly programmable and everything around you is so one way to and this ties it back into shungite and drinking shungite water um, which is why you would want to that living water because of course you're regenerating your physical body all the time your antenna you can think of it as <clears throat> so might, might as well rebuild that antenna um, or your the, one of the means of your perception down here in 3D, your physical body, with the good stuff. So Shungite water, living water. So as time passes, and for, for me personally, it's I don't know how many years now, many years of drinking only Shungite water, living water. Well, as that implemented or I rebuilt my body as the, the water molecules swapped out and they swapped with living, loving water. You think homeopathy, you know, love your water. Well, then my antenna, my physical body, my vehicle is able to upgrade in this new environment. So because we find ourselves in a, a new energy environment, meaning this reality, this world, all of this, um, the energies are different. Of course, everyone can feel that. So, again, rebuilding your body from Shungite water during these times is very important because uh, what can follow, it's kind of like, Replacing the tires on your car when you know you're going off-road, well, you're going to have a much easier time because you're going to put some off-road tires on there just by by the the fact of, you know, rebuilding. I know that's a tough analogy. It was a stretch, um, but I don't really have one for it. So, But as you find yourself in this changing energetic environment we're all in and we're sharing together, you're still changing out and swapping the crystalline structures, which is also a tie-in. I mentioned to Nancy another show or earlier off-air. Um, why they've outlawed singing and dancing in China and other and other places, again, because that holds an energy, a love frequency, and it keeps you rebuilding. So they're trying to keep you compromised um, is what's going on. So I would say do just the opposite. 
stay in love, do your, your energy work, your, your manifesting, your imagination of feelings during these times while you're drinking water, while you're rebuilding over months, because it's not a, a one cup of water, you've you know, replaced all the crystalline structure in your body. No, it's a progression thing and a percentage thing. So doing it with cosmic or, or Shungite water, um, again, you're rebuilding with the good stuff. So you're then in this reality able to uh, have an enhanced vehicle or antenna, your body. So your your abilities, your psychic abilities or understandings will become enhanced. And that's what I've been finding too for several years now, doing exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so it's well worth thinking about. And I'm not sure, um, Nancy, if I got into the aspects you were talking about because I, you know, I tend to go off track. Yeah, well, yeah, because what I'm saying here is that the magnetism and the changes in your body that you're feeling may be due to this crystalline change in your in your body because if you're if you're improving let's say it, at some level the crystal uh, the crystals making up our body it makes sense to me that you would increase your let's say your ability to project a magnetic pull just because the crystals are, are in a more cohesive, let's say, structure, therefore creating a more cohesive field. That makes sense? No, no. Yeah, I get it. And then it, it, another way of looking at it, because I know on these topics we talk about, it can kind of get confusing. Um, and, and there's a reason I'm going to get into this. At another show I went to, there were some people, and we talked vaguely about this, that had some jewelry that was set to the frequency of the Schumann resonance of way back when, when it was first read. And for some reason, they have another thought process that you need to hold on to that energy or frequency. <clears throat> so they want everybody to revert back to that one moment, 7.9, who knows, whatever. Um, I forget what the number is. <clears throat> well, that's like saying that a boat is on a certain level of waves or um, or turbulence out there. And saying, well, that's the first reading we have. That's where you should be. That's its natural state. Well, no, because you're on a boat or in a reality or on a planet um, that is continually changing. So you might want to get your sea legs, as we'd call it offshore when I worked offshore, um, your footing so that you can kind of roll with it and, and roll with the punches or the energies. So it's worth, um, you know, changing, modifying and think in terms like in what's best for me. So that when you're you're replenishing, rehydrating yourself with water, the energies and crystalline forms that you're rebuilding yourself with are in alignment for you now, not some set frequency or number or color or whatever. And it's put out in many different ways in the metaphysical community because I've seen it <clears throat> and or seen these devices. And these devices, by the way, and they're just selling in jewelry form as like bracelets and, and rings. And when I saw people putting them on, it slowed down their energy field. <clears throat> Excuse me. Two that more dense frequency from decades ago when they did that initial reading of the Schumann resonance. But again, without that understanding, it, it's easy to fall into these things um, and limit yourself is what I'm getting at. So that's why I've been telling um, often people around me after sessions, I'm like, get your butt in salt baths, get, you know, dead sea salt, Epsom salt, pink Himalayan salt, not Morton's salt that I grew up with. That's not real salt. Um, but to get a real salt, get it in that bath or shower, because then you can lather up with salt as well in a salt soap and get in that high electron exchange environment so that you can 
either heighten or slow down or get in alignment with your current environment because it's always changing um, is what I'm getting at here. So we don't need to have a, a set frequency and often that can be a um, almost a negative thing because it, it does hold you into lower frequencies. Um, and again, that one example is a Schumann resonance or or a certain color. That's why I'm more vague and saying because you don't always want the same thing. Yep. Back to food. If you go to that buffet line, you don't want to get the same thing every time. And who says that's good for you all the time? You need to you know, get some different enzymes and probiotics from different foods. So things change all the time. So be open to that um, and have those same thoughts and feelings while you're, you're drinking water and um, taking your showers and salt baths I was talking about. Uh, then you'll you'll modify and be able to upgrade yourself for your current environment. And because I've done these things as well, um, other energy aspects or abilities that people call it have heightened the whole clairvoyant thing, the the energy part. So coming from my fingers and hands, that is heightened the whole and I'll jokingly call it Dr. Strange abilities that we can all do. Um, that's heightened probably doubled in the last year for me alone. And I'm just speaking from personal experience and I've always been an energy worker doing things, but. Again, when you can heighten that fast by not holding on to past stuff, kind of going with the flow, it's sort of here's an analogy. If you fight the energies or river um, in, in a river analogy and kind of fight against it, well, you're going to bounce off every rock there is and kind of get pulled underwater and have a rough ride. But go with the flow, you kind of get buoyant and surface and kind of go around everything and, and have a, an easier time of it. Um, and then with that, you, you get... Um, Again, more abilities or understandings. So then the the, the clairs, the clairvoyant, the clairaudient, all those things become more enhanced because you're not fighting the energies. Um, I know that's it's it's a tough thing to talk about because we don't have you know terms for this or the language. But no, I, I'd say keep progressing. I don't know if Mark, Nancy, if you want to go off of that anywhere or any other questions, and you might be interested this time, Mark. No, that was pretty clear. Um, let's see what I was going to get into. Uh, I think I forgot. You for, Mark forgot? That sounds like me. I know. <laughs> I guess oh, no. I can ask this thing from the uh, Facebook group. This was a recent question. Uh, is there a preference between using elite or regular nuggets when it comes to laying grids, trying to figure out what's most effective and economic? Um, if, if any shungite will work economic and all that you know just the regular type two we call it or the plain shungite works perfect you don't need the elites there's lots of reasons i don't use elite not that it's harmful or anything like that it just um it's more fragile it chips it it shakes or vibrates a little bit higher so it's not for everyone it's, again it's not a bad thing it's not negative um but when you can do the same job um, with regular, less expensive on the monetary energy level, money-wise, um, then use the regular stuff because it works great. Um, but no, it works either way. They all connect. They all have a C60 molecule within them. And you only need one for the connection. It's like saying you have to turn on your radio to the station twice well, or three times before you hear it. No, you don't. Tune into the frequency. You're connected. And it's not a volume. You don't need to. So three antennas on your radio doesn't make it a stronger signal. You're still picking up the frequency. It's not a volume thing. And that's a, one of the hard aspects to get um, across to people about elite is you don't have to have that 90 whatever percent, what they say is C60 molecules in there um, and all of that. Again, you don't need 12 antennas. 
It's, it just doesn't work that way. It, you know, yeah. uh, with the radio analogy here, it's sort of like you've got an AM system and an FM system. The AM system is your plain, raw, I call it raw shungite, just right out of the earth. The elite is like your FM station. It's a different frequency. It's carrying different energies. And to my way of looking at it, it's in a. I don't want. It's in a different frequency spectrum than your your raw because of the. I think it was pressure. I think there was a lot of pressure applied to an area that had a tremendous amount of carbon content, creating the, you know the. What we know is elite, which is a is a. It's a very. It's kind of fragile. Um. So to me, and the 3D, it's the cheap stuff. Use the cheap stuff for 3D work. If you want to make, you know, some really reach out and try to, let's say, test the waters of maybe higher energies, then work with the elite. Uh, for a while, I wore elite because of something else, but I, I'm not comfortable in that energy all the time. It's like. A little bit too much, you know. I don't. I don't. Right now, I'm focused on the 3D, so that's just my take on it. Does that answer the question? You think, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. I told them. Uh, I sent them the link to the archives so they can check out the show. Okay. And then, of course, people can go to the Facebook Shungite group for the. Um, uh, what do you call it? The pictures of the new Shunga items we're talking about today. Um, okay, so we covered the thing on, on magnetism. Uh, what was the other? Oh, this is a good topic, and I know Walt can get into it in, in uh, the show later, but um, this this poster was asking about being careful out there of there's confusion, misinformation, misleading, the kind of divide and conquer vibe going on with, um, you know, shaming language, people who got the shot versus people who didn't. And just, uh, I know what kind of advice, uh, you know, and hope versus fear, this kind of split, what uh, suggestions and ideas um, you can give to the listeners on that, getting more grounded, and, you know, things like that. Well, you know, it comes down to a choice. You're either going to fall in, in sync, you know, with what's being put out there, or you're going to say, no, I'm not going to do that, that's crazy. And for most of us, we're just kind of like skirting the conversations because people get so really really you know I was talking to a friend of mine that she was like my best friend when I was a teenager and we don't normally talk politics but she was like going off on politics and turns out she had voted for Trump <laughs> I was like oh my god no wonder she was my friend um, but she wouldn't talk about the, the vaccinations that was a, a no no we're not going to go there and 
so it, it truly is a matter of time before they're going to understand. Because too many people, too many things are happening unraveling that story. Did Well, you knew this, Mark, but Derek, the president of Pfizer won't take the vaccination. <laughs> he came no, out... Is that, is that amazing? He came out and said that, what was it, he had had COVID or something, that he didn't need to have it and he wasn't going to take it. Um, there's a video of him. So bit by bit, you got the military that's being told to mandatorily have to take it, and at least one Marine uh, commander has said, no, I'm not going to, well, he's, he's head of the Marines, said, no, I'm not going to mandate this on my troops. So more and more people are just standing up and saying, no, we're not going to do this. And all over the world, I mean, tomorrow we're, there's a Radio 5G that Mark and I get into some of this. All over the world, there's like people saying, no, we're not going to do this. This is insane. And there's even like blowback against the people that have had the shot where one friend of mine was looking for a bread and breakfast and they said, if you had the shot, and he said, oh, here we go. He said, no, and he, she said, oh, good, because I wouldn't let you in if you had. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it is what it is to kind of like, don't, it's, it goes back to, you know, don't worry about what's happening outside you. Be true to yourself and just... When you when you do find yourself engaged in a conversation about this, don't put it out with anger. Just put it out with fact. Let it go. Don't try to explain it. Just let it go. Because these people are either going to... The truth is out there. They have to choose whether to see it or not. And sooner or later, they'll see it. So avoid the confrontations, you know, unless it's, you know you fighting a school board, um, those confrontations have got have to go. But um, anything you want to add to that, Derek? Um, <clears throat> no, not not specifically other than, you know, I mean, I'm not shy. I'll put out that I've not gotten the vaccine and have no plans on doing it. Um, not that you can't have an effect anyway, even if you have, and we've talked about that in past shows regardless. Um, no, there's, I mean, no, because I don't want to turn it into a whole, you know, a show on that specifically either. <clears throat> so, no, not not much I want to really add. I'm just sharing some images in the chat as well, showing the percentages of, that our bodies are of water because we were chatting about that kind of thing, too. Um, so, kind of give you a visual so you can see. Well, what are they? Um, well, for example, <clears throat> excuse me. The human brain is 83% water, the kidneys 83, lungs 85, and they kind of, and the eye, your your eyeball is 95% water. Well, all programmable. So you can actually, and we've already talked about it, choose to program the aspects of, the programmable aspects of your eyes, which is 95%, I'm saying, that's what the doctors are saying here, water. Well, then you can choose what you see. You can actually make a conscious decision. Wow. Which will program your eyes. Oh, yeah, and your heart, 75% water. Well, and this is scientific proof, by the way. Blood, 94%. There you go. Well, then, hey, and hey, something called your lymphatic system, by the way. The fluid between your cells and those little thousands of lymph nodes through your body, 
hey, kind of programmable. I'm just kind of joking about it, but hint, hint. Imagine your lymphatic system, the precursor to your immune system, let's say. Literally, you can just visualize the fluid between your cells. I didn't say blood. There's fluid. That is programmable. Put it in love. See it in love. And it's not a set recipe you have to do. Again, you don't have to wear your Schumann bracelet or, or you know chant this certain thing for so long. No. Get in your intellect, your imagination, and then get a feeling, a happy, loving feeling. And then you're going to do what they call miracles. You're going to program your own blood. You're going to clear the things, your eyes. You're going to turn up your visual spectrum. It's happening for me. I'm actually getting, um, and I hadn't talked about this, I don't think on air, but here in 3D reality now, I've got stuff popping in here. So I don't have to see with my third eye anymore. I've worked enough, and we tie it back to half an hour ago, about drinking that shungite water, continually rebuilding yourself. Well, now my eyes, again, 95% water, are built of shungite water with no limitations. So I'm getting the um, the the wisps, the little flashes, and straight-up entities now for me. But to where it begins is the 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 um, I don't know flashes, the the little subtle objects that pop in your vision and they're gone really quickly. And I'm not talking about just off to the far side and your um, on the the side view of it, but in the front as well. So all of those things do change, um, and even your energy sensitivity. So that means feeling the subtle energies when you walk into a building or a place or even have a thought, the subtle energies on your body, those all become heightened as well because, as Nancy just said, the blood is 94% water. Your skin's a different percent. Your muscles are 75%. Your heart's 75%. And it goes on from there. So basically, we're all telling you you're mostly water, crystalline structure. Choose to program it. Don't let these vaccines, these these frequencies, these um, cell phones, all this other stuff, choose your reality for you because that's what's happening. Um, just consciously choose to have it. And I'm, I'm being literal. It's a thought. It's not a, a yoga pose. It's not eating vegan for 10 years before you can do these things. It is literally a decision, a thought in your head, an aha moment, and you can have an effect on yourself. As my Both my ears just started ringing really loud, and that's an example of what I'm talking about. When you, and you'll become more heightened to these things as well. You'll know truth when you hear it. Your your chakras will heighten. I'll call it your BS chakra, your sacral chakras, all those ones. You're going to know truth or lack of truth when you hear it, um, when you start doing these things. So, again, now you've got the – for those in chat, and we just went through the numbers, but you know you're a greater percentage of water. Just know that and then uh, work with it. Choose to program it. And, yes, you can program your eyeballs. Literally, just think about it and decide. And then have those thoughts. Um, and then that's how your reality will start to change. Mm, that's, you guys. Did that, 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 that answered a question, I think, huh, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, you got something else? Let's see what else? Oh, yeah. I can help promote Radio 5G, the show tomorrow, too. Um the focus is Dr. Lee Merritt. I mean, she has tons of interviews, especially lately, but it was a good topic and chock full of stuff. Um, and then the one thing I guess I could do as a crossover is re uh, recommendations of what to do. So when you had uh, Dr. Makovitz, um, a highlight from a couple months ago, recommending um, DMG, uh, dimethylglycine, 
um, there's another version of it, betaine or trimethylglycine, which is for if the spike protein gets into the cell, this is what you take because um, <clears throat> it was this two Peter show she was on a couple months ago or a month ago, uh, that your immune system should be able to take care of uh, spike proteins on their own. But if it gets in the cell, then those are the supplements she was recommending. Um, <clears throat> oh, it looks like Derek stepped up for a minute. But uh, Derek, do you know anything about that DMG? DM, is that what it is? Yeah, DMG. Not, yeah. DMG. No, uh, no, and I won't be leaving for about 10 minutes is what I was saying. I'll step out like 15 early to prep for the next show and open. But now, did you say DMT or DMG is in no, golf? No, I wish it was DMT. DMG is in golf. Dimethylglycine, uh, usually found in the endurance and immune function in um, uh, supplement stores. No, I, I'll have to do some research. If you have something you'd like to share in that, please do. But no, I, I, I'm not familiar. Yeah, it's really hard to find, like, no no regular, even vitamin vitamin shop in the West Coast didn't have it, so order online. <clears throat> um, I guess we can get into Eagle, right, Nancy? Um, well, yeah, well, let's wait until Derek goes, well, De yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm looking at uh, the clock, we got plenty of time still, okay. Yeah, so, um... We got the fires thing going on here in the West Coast, and then just even yesterday, the big announcement of Lake Tahoe on fire, and then there was a popular um, remote viewer, a Navy SEALs guy, Michael Jaco, who used to live there and then moved because he knew what was going to happen, and so he recently came back. He's on YouTube, Intuitive Warrior, or uh, or what is it? Um, Unleashing Intuition. Uh, I listen to him pretty regularly, but yeah, there was a big incident. Um, yesterday and the day before uh, is a, a lake of fire scene. So anyway, um, I got Walt's, uh, uh, what do you call it, Shanghai Cloudbuster and couldn't find a place to house it um, in my area. Uh, you know, contacted energy workers um, and then found a place and in the last minute they backed out. Um what was I going to say? So uh, Yasmin has the um, Hapono resonator up north, um, was generous enough to um, accept housing. it, And she's she's been working with the resonators and helping rain, too. Uh, but not as much as, you know, what we need, obviously. So the, um, what do you call it? Uh, the Eagle covers 340 miles, I believe, uh, radius. And so... The eagle uh, has been planted up in, um, let's say, 30 to 40 minutes north of uh, Sacramento. Uh, really good home It because it, you got a, the base, you have to bury it in the ground, and then um, the copper pipes has to have uh, no um, interference of a roof or trees. <clears throat> so that got planted yesterday, and then Yasmin confirmed that, okay, it's on, and that it's connecting to the ley lines of the other eagle and then so we're just trying to get some updated information with dolly and then she had a, a cool share from a couple of weeks ago in, in the cosmic reality show that the three can connect i mean there's four eagles in in the country and that um but anyway people should definitely listen to that show it's really good in terms of just um 
uh, increasing the energy and, and uh, usability of, of these things. I don't know, Nancy, if you can add or if you've been able to connect to the one here. Well, what, what he's talking about is uh, based on Dr. Uh, uh, Reich's work with Oregon and making cloud busters, which is, and this is according to Walt, it's a, um, an artificial communication system to be able to connect the earth with the sky because in Gaia's natural plan the earth and the sky would automatically naturally communicate so that you always had when everything is running right on Gaia's schedule you don't have these massive storms you don't have all of this weather phenomena it is where you need the rain you get the rain where you need to you know make changes in virtually everything she's she's in charge but because of all the mucking around that's been going on especially with the electromagnetic uh all the, the proliferation of it all over and changes in humanity um we have a situation where the artificiality of the device is just to make a a, a natural connection so that's why you have to have it on the ground, and that's why you have to have an open opening above you to be able to talk to the sky. And it's based on <clears throat> essentially Oregon, but in the case of Walt's uh, systems, which we call the Eagles, um, it is enhanced with Shungite. Uh, the difference between Shungite being in a cloud buster and not is, like, amazing. It's... Uh, so it's got Shungite and it's got some other... It, he specifically makes it for wherever it's going. So there's different minerals in the base of it. And the base is about 10 pounds. Oh, it's more than that. It's it's a small bucket full of resin with... I, it depends on what he's doing. But he's put gold flecks in there, silver flecks. He's put nectar powder, which is a magical thing that only he has. And... All sorts of things go into that, but specific for the area that it's going to. And then you have these copper pipes that come off of it. So I knew about this device for a long time. And when I was having floods, I said, just build me, <clears throat> build me one. Build me one. Send it to me. I don't care what it costs. I don't want these floods to keep happening. So he sends it to me. And when I was putting it, setting it in, in I set it in the area that we have like it's a very sacred kind of place that we've done a lot of magic manipulation of energy because it's on a major ley line it actually is on a an energy line that connects that piece of property that my property not well my property but that particular area with the Atlantean uh pyramid that is out there not too far from me but it's underground it's on, under the ocean so I had it there that's where I put it and he says to me is is it under trees and so I look up and I go no it's not under trees there's plenty of space up there and uh, then when I'm talking to uh, Mark I'm getting this like you got to go look at it. You got to go look at it. So the next morning, I go out and I look up, and the canopy, the tree canopy, is completely closed in. 
And, I mean, I've seen trees grow fast, but this is kind of like nuts. But there was, the canopy had closed in. So I went and I moved it. And now, as we're talking, Mark, I'm wondering, because I said to you, I said, no, they took, they took the eagle off the main ley line and they moved it to another one. And I'm wondering if it was to connect with the one in uh, California because you, you, well, I don't, I know the way that ley line goes and it doesn't go west or north or north. I mean, I know where it goes. So I'm thinking that this ley line feeds into uh, the ley line that the uh, Massachusetts one's connected to this one too. I didn't know there was a fourth one. Where's the fourth one? Um, that's just, I'm just going by what Walt was emailing us. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm assuming it's the one in his, uh, where he oh, lives. Oh, oh, right, right. That's my guess. Right, 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 right. That's right. That's right. Yep, 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 yep. So, um, I, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, Derek, do you have any comments on this? Um, no, and unfortunately I have to say because I'm juggling a couple of things, I missed a lot of it. Um, so if, if there's a specific question, I'm, I'm just doing a few things in the background here, unfortunately. Okay, then. Um, Mark, is there something? See, what, what they're trying to do is, it, well, each one of them has got a different reason. I've got one. I don't want it flooding here. But they want one that's going to put out the fires, get the rain down there. And, um, you know, sometimes we talk about, well, we, I talk about it all the time, dominion, in that you only, you, 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 we as human beings, we can't go around mucking with all the world, you know, from energy standpoint. You have to be, you know, claim, well, it's not even a claim, it's your dominion. The, your reality, your bubble of reality, you can, you know, work with, but when it, you're, influencing a whole area you're really out of your domain and a lot of these energy devices won't work so we were discussing the um, mm -hmm. the ability of <clears throat> people to make a a change like the fires and stuff and then I'm going like but I know that it's weather modification that's that's putting this into play and so it's like the the opponents have, have broken the rule of free will and domains they're mucking oh. with their domain, domains, you know? And um, to me, it's like, I think that that gives us a carte blanche to be able to put in, you know, and, and truly, I, I believe that the people that have been given these devices are aware of the fact that you're not trying to essentially make predetermined changes. You're trying to make it a pono pono, get it back to right, let nature take over. You know, all we're doing is making a artificial connection that was a natural connection to begin with. It's just been mucked with. So I think it's, um, and I did, I, I, I argued with Mark about this, you know, and um, I, but I've come to the conclusion that no, if they're mucking with it, well, then we can bring it back to nature, natural. I, okay, I do have input. So I would suggest looking at it more of a, um, it, it's the biggest energy player in the room um, that's going to have an effect. So I would say don't look at our 
our our borders or areas as geographical ones see them as frequencies so yes i don't care if that player the bad guys is let's say mucking around with hawaii this that and the other and they don't live there it's for the hawaiians to choose blah 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 um and that's just one example it's not a geographical game board and i'll just use the game board it's a frequency one so therefore they're not restricted to a certain area if we're talking about the eagles or um different energy devices in a, you know, affecting the weather in our certain area. No, as long as that weather change or suggestion is what it is that people are actually doing is not totally negative or out of frequency with the generally accepted, again, I don't have a way of terming this energies, then you're not out of bounds. Um, but so let's put it this way. If the bad guys, you know, we'll just term it like that, are using energy devices and DEWs and all types of things in our in environment, it's not, again, not a geographical limitation. It's a frequency one. So they can do it wherever. And it's up for us as other individuals to choose to take that back. And each one of us can do it. Sit down and focus enough. You can take back your whole, you know, start with your personal or energy field, then your property, and then your city and go out from there. Um and it's not that theirs is any stronger. There's, it's not a strength thing. It's an, um, it's a focus. So it's, it's more focused. So I'd suggest getting your, again, imagination and feelings involved. Decide to take charge and own your own immediate energies first, heart chakra, and then go out from there. And then that's why we start talking about the buckyballs as containers or armor. Get in that and then put your whole property in that buckyball of armor. Um, and I'd say work that way rather than throwing a big buckyball or C60 molecule around, let's say all of LA, because you know, you're, it, you're, you're encompassing too much. It's kind of like a cast net. If you know what fishing, you know, cast net fishing, throwing it out there. You don't quite know what you're catching. You're going to catch everything and not just the fish you're looking for. So it's a harder job um, where if you do more selective starting home first, you're going to have an effect. So they're not even breaking any rules. It's just that they're not telling us the rules or making it clear. So we think we're limited. We're not. There are no lim- there's no such thing as a limitation as, except your imagination. Turn up your imagination, read some books, listen to podcasts, get creative, have fun, and then you can be more powerful. Um, so they're not actually again when we term breaking rules or something. No, no, they're just more aware that there are no 3D geographical boundaries or lines or limitations. They're just mucking with the energies, um, putting more frequencies out there. Um, but we can change that. Um, more of us on the the air quotes here good side that want to stay in love energies or frequencies than negative ones um, and all we have to do is realize that and do it that means sit down have a thought and a feeling that is it it takes no other effort than that you don't have to knock on wood like i joked earlier it's not a, a secret yoga pose that they didn't put in the yoga books or this that and the other have a thought a feeling change the way you're perceiving your reality and it will change and right now they're just pushing negative songs, we'll say, pumping, you know, negative songs into the, the club, the nightclub. And, you know, we're all just getting hyper and excited and staying in those energies. Um, but you can have a different choice. Thank you for that. And you've got to go. I do. And I will be back here in about 10 minutes for a Metaphysical Perspectives podcast. So thank you, Mark, Nancy and everyone. And I will talk to you all in a little while. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Okay. Yeah, so people can see the various images of this <clears throat> Shungite Cloudbuster at, at the Facebook Shungite Reality Group. They go to the group, 
do uh, uh, keyword search, type in Eagle, you'll see Yasmin's post, and um, I'm sure she can upload more pictures there. Uh, I, I can put put up the ones that, um, what do you call it, she sent me a couple days ago. <clears throat> but no, so, um, yeah, the story was like, cause I <clears throat> went to Southern California the day before, uh, four hour, five hour, five, six hour drive. And then I didn't expect the day after I'd be driving another four hours, um, total, <clears throat> you know, to, uh, get the Eagle planet. But I, I just had a, uh, it was like a, a huge knot in my stomach. It's like the same reason why I moved, um, before the lockdown happened, like I got to get out of here and, and be at a new place, which was good. Cause then I would have probably had to wear a mask and get a shot to live in the old place I was at, um, early last year. But so this was a similar feeling. And so as soon as the thing was planted and then talking to Yasmin and, um, it, it just felt like it would be, um, the right place considering just all the events that were happening there up north with, um, the fires. So, and she's more energetically aware than me and was already picking stuff up and, and relaying things. So, um, hopefully you guys can cover some of it, um, in the, uh, what do you call it? Next show or, or cosmic reality uh, later in the afternoon, early evening. Um, and I was thinking about messaging the other person who has the Eagle, um, that Walt sent a while ago and maybe hearing what results, um, that person got from theirs. But, um, Nancy, I, I guess there was some weather stuff ha happening, right? I guess, I don't know if you've been, um, using Eagle for, for anything lately or, or working with. Well, <clears throat> I basically, well, we, we've been, let's say, very fortunate since Eagle's been here that we have not been <clears throat> really even threatened by tropical stuff. It's around us, but it doesn't. You know, it's not been influencing me. It did on the east coast. I mean, the west coast of uh, of the state. But um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, what we have happening with it is that it's it seems to be working. But you have you have this this problem, and that we haven't done it long enough to see that. Yes, ever since it's been there, there's been no floods. It, we, we we can't make determinations on any of this, you know, based on just the limited amount of information that we have. So now that we've stepped it up and we've taken it from being the well, he had he had a um, a cloudbuster on his property in, in uh, Minnesota. Walt did does before I got the eagle. But the Eagle is an upgrade. He's probably upgraded his own. I mean, because he now has the Nectar, and the Nectar's a long story. But he's probably, you know, upgraded his own. So what we have now is we're building a grid, just like we did with the Shungite grid. Only this is with these Eagles, these cloud busters. And I'm sure that Yasmin was the person that had to have it on her property because when you look at what we're talking about you have to be a special person to really understand what's happening you know it's it can be explained at the 3d way i mean dr right he he, he put it out there he did you know 
amazing experiments proved that this was happening, showed it happening. And Walt's taken his design and improved on it with energy such as shungite that's integral to making all of these things much more active. So, like I, Dolly said that they were connected, and I, I can attest to that, that it, there is a connection between the ones that we have. I, was, I wasn't even thinking about Waltz, but then when, when I realized what we were talking about, I looked and I said, oh, of course it is. I've got to plot that on the map to see what it looks like ge geometrically. But, um, yeah, and again, I'm very cautious of the concept of free will and the concept of domain. So I don't, when I'm working with mine, if something really awful was happening, um, <clears throat> yeah, but like the Ida, the one that just hit uh, New Orleans, um, it was looking very bad. And I questioned, you know, do I have the right to be able to extend, you know, Eagle's influence? And I got no. No. So, you know, I okay. But when we were being threatened by, I forget which one, you know, and it was outside. I, I usually do a, <clears throat> a two-mile for specifically my own yard. That's what I'm looking at. But when I realize or somebody says something to me that, you know, South Florida is having a drought all over, a little bit of a drought, um, then I'll extend it out. But I don't normally think in terms of extending it out simply because I'm comfortable in my own domain. And, you know, I, I could probably, but I, I haven't yet because I don't see anybody really mucking with Florida's weather. It's what it is. And hopefully it does extend and make a difference. Dolly gets a lot of rain up where she is at. And you can use the eagle. You can use it. We've talked about the etheric doubling of it. You can use it with photographs. And, you know, that's... Listen to our shows. We've done a lot of work with that. So it's not like you have to have the device. You can hook into it. Because now you've got a, a grid already starting. <clears throat> it's like the original Shungite grid. I said, you don't need a piece of Shungite. The grid is there. Just connect with it, you know, in your mind. And it's the same thing here. That help? Yeah, we also got Walt in the um, chat too. He posted his eagle there. Uh, I, I put up the two new pictures in, in the Shanghai group for where Yasmin placed uh, uh, the eagle. But um, great, no, um, I don't, we don't got that much more time. But I mean, the spirit of destiny energy is in Shanghai, and then we got the nectar, so um, it's great. <clears throat> uh, Walt said that. About his, his upgraded eagle, additional inch and a half layers. So he added, he could add chunkite powder and powder crystals and the nectar. So, yeah, looking forward to hearing more of that later in the other show or even the next show. Yeah, did you bury it like he's got it buried? Um, no, it, because I'm seeing that the, the base is out a little bit. Um, but it was covered with dirt. I mean, I, I, I'll leave it to Yasmin's um, um, determination. Because when I moved, I did. I had put it in about halfway the the base, halfway into into the ground, dug a hole. But um, when I moved it, I got no. You don't have to dig hole, dig down. It's fine right here. 
Okay. So I don't know what that was about. Um, yeah, if you could go fly over or, or check out the, the one in, in um, north of Sacramento, you know, to, for best optimization, calibration kind of thing. Uh, well, they sort yeah. of self-regulate, too. Oh, okay. okay. You know, I, very early in the game, back in the 90s, when we were doing some... Oh, Jesus, 2 o'clock. I'm talking and we're at the top of the hour. Okay, we got to end this show. You want to say good, goodbye to everybody? Yeah, we'll talk more about it next next week um but yeah i mean going into the new golden age here hopefully thanks everybody okay and um i'm gonna play a, a tune because we're gonna take a little bit time before we get well i guess probably we don't have to all right i'm going to um i'm just gonna play <laughs> we'll be right back you've been listening to the shungite radio show produced by cosmic reality radio thank you for being here be safe